Welcome to episode 34 of The Sedated Man, How to Protect the Girl and Increase Intimacy. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is I come across a number of men now who continually complain about a drop in intimacy in their marriage. Well, looking from the outside in, those are typically easy to see why that is. A lot of people would tell you it's a lack of communication. Some people would say, well, the finances are stressful and there's all this stuff going on and we're just too busy. Really, intimacy comes down to a very, very basic thing. Okay, now men, we show our affection and our feelings through physical acts, through physical touch, through you know the intimate process, and that's how we show our wives that we love them. So now women, on the other hand, are completely different, which I'm sure I didn't have to tell you guys, but in the fact that they they feel everything. So for them, it's not about the act itself as much as it is about the bonding. Now, why is it that intimacy begins to decline? Well, a lot of guys, they, you know, we live in such an information-based society now that a lot of guys will instantly go to porn or something to that effect if they can't get what they want at home, all right? And why? Because men are impatient, that's why. But what I want to talk about today is how by protecting the girl or your wife, you can increase intimacy. You know, just a moment on porn. Porn has really diluted a lot of things. I didn't. I I did an interview yesterday with uh, the guy who runs Core Confidence, uh, Dennis Sumlin. It was a great uh, interview. He interviewed me, and we talked a lot about this subject. And so this is why I wanted to talk about it today. The whole idea behind this is, men, you've got to be more patient and you've got to be more involved in your relationship. What is the number one thing that I can tell you, one actionable item right this second before we finish this podcast on how to increase intimacy in your marriage? Quit asking for it. All right? Women don't operate that way. All right? Women are not drive through fast food joints. You don't just tell them what you want and it happens. All right? And in Burger King, you don't get it your way. All right? You're going to have to put some work into this. It's okay. It's okay. I'm telling you right now, by the time we're done with this, you'll get it, you'll be inspired, you'll move on, and you'll and you'll start to increase intimacy by actions that you can do alone. Okay? Now, in Ephesians 5.25, let me turn there. Yes, once again, I'm very proud of the fact that I still use a Bible. Bible looks a lot like a book for those of you who uh, have forgotten what books look like. So anyway, in Ephesians 5.25, uh, it says, Husbands, Love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, a lot of guys are like, yeah, oh, yeah, I know that. No, you don't know that because most men will stop at verse 24 where it says, but as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be to their husbands and everything. Men stop there. This is not a dictatorship, guys. You don't just get to rule over the house. It doesn't work that way. All right? If your wife does not believe that you have her back in every aspect, then she will not give you 100% trust. And if she does not give you 100% trust, your intimacy is never going to be where you want it to be within your relationship. Never. Why? Because she does not trust that you have her in mind. One of the, uh, the programs that we take couples through, my wife and I, and and it's a very effective program. It's called 
laugh your way to a better marriage. And uh, the the personality test that they use is actually on my Patreon page, and you can find the link there. Very, very powerful tool between husbands and wives to uh, figure out the little idiosyncrasies between the two of them. And it's very positively uh, pointed. But anyway, so we use the laugh your way to a better marriage. And they they spend a lot of time talking about this. And the whole idea is to be nice to the girl. All right? Nice to the girl. Got to be nice to the girl. So, so many men, they stop at verse 24. I don't understand this. Why? Because it's just easy. And men, you know, let's be honest. If it weren't for our wives, we would be lazy. Most men, if they can get away with doing nothing, they will. I mean, sure, there's inspired men. There are men who are, oh, you know, let's go get it done. But in today's society, being male is difficult, okay? Even though you make up, you know, male-female, you make up 50% of that equation, men have really stepped back because society tells them that it's not okay to be male. It's not okay to be aggressive. It's not okay to be masculine. And you got this whole toxic masculinity movement going around. Do you want to know why wives step up and begin to run households? Because you didn't step up. Because you have stepped back. Because you'd rather be on your boat or you'd rather be hunting or you'd rather be watching sports or you'd rather be watching porn or you'd rather be stuck in front of the TV watching Netflix because you think that because you put in an eight to 10 hour day that all of your work is done and it's her turn. Don't expect a wife who has that kind of lifestyle to respond to you sexually or intimately. It's not going to happen. You have become part of the problem and not part of the solution. So the key to this is in verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, my wife absolutely knows I have her back, but still it's a problem. Now, I'm not talking medical problems, okay? That's a whole different shade of gray there. And we're not touching on that. We're touching on the general problems that are going on. I guarantee you, guarantee you that if your intimacy is lacking, it is because you are not communicating. And not only are you not communicating, you're not communicating to your wife that she is the most important person on the planet to you. Now, let's delve even a little further. Perhaps you have somewhat of an intimate, uh, a, a decent intimate life with your spouse. You know, then you get into the whole, well, how do I talk to her about what I like? Well, that answer is simple. Open your mouth and talk to her about what you like, but don't be crude. Approach it from the avenue of, hey, this is what I was thinking what do you think about that? Be considerate. If you are just thinking about your own arousal and your own finish, she is not going to trust you. Trust, trust, trust. Let's talk about Jacob for a minute. I thought this was when, you know, when I was doing my study for this this morning, I'll tell you what, this one really, really hit home for me. In Genesis chapter 29, and I love the Old Testament, it's got a ton of great examples of how men true men were, right? So you got Jacob and it says in verse 20 in chapter 29, verse 20. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed to him, but a few days because of his love for her. Now the whole context here is he works seven years and he gets, he's working for Rachel, right? And he gets Leah. 
And if you read scripture, he doesn't realize that he got Leah till morning. And I'm not exactly sure how that works, but that's, you know, be that as it may. So, so he, he wakes up and he wakes up next to Leah. Now he's worked seven years and to him it was but a few days. This guy was so into Rachel, so wrapped around Rachel, so in love with the girl that he was willing to sacrifice not just seven years of his life, but 14 years because he worked another seven years to gain her marriage. Do you think that when he finally gained Rachel as a wife, that she trusted him? Do you think that after 14 years, she had a pretty good indication that he would have sacrificed anything for her? That he had her back wholeheartedly? Well, you know that she did. You even have something to contrast it with because Leah, after seven years of being married to Jacob, still wonders why her husband doesn't love her. Well, Leah was never part of the bargain. And to be perfectly honest, Jacob kind of got bamboozled into the Leah deal. Now, I'm not knocking Leah. I'm sure she was a good woman, but she wonders. If you read the entire chapter, which I suggest you do, she wonders, why doesn't my husband love me? She wants to give him kids so that my husband will love me. Do you think that Leah felt that Jacob had her back? Do you think, okay, so it's obvious Leah wanted Jacob to love her, right? But do you think that she truly trusted Jacob with her heart? She desired his love, but did she trust her or but did she trust him with her heart and had she fully given it to him? No. No. As a result, the intimacy between Leah and Jacob, I'm sure, was very generic and it was only for procreation for the most part. I would be willing to bet that when that when it was probably now I'm just assuming. Okay, I'm guessing. This is my opinion, everybody. All right. Opinion. I'm not quoting scripture here. My opinion of this section of scripture is that he really didn't go into her any more than he had to. Because quite honestly, he didn't work for Leah. He didn't sacrifice for Leah, but now he had this wife that he had to support. How much less do you think he went into Leah after Rachel was finally his wife? 14 years he pined away for this girl. 14 years. Here's the key. Protect the girl. Be nice to the girl. That girl, your wife, has to know that you have her back from friends you have her back from the church. You have her back from her family. You have her back from your family. Now, what do I mean by that? She needs to know that if anybody accosts her, that you're there, you're on it, that you are there to protect her, and nobody's going to pull that crap with your wife. When my sons were growing up, all right, one of the things that I often told them was, look, she's my wife before she's your mom. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. She is your wife before she's your children's mother. And when she, when the kids are gone, she doesn't stop being a mother, but she returns to being a full-time wife to you and you alone. Are you cultivating that relationship? Are you taking weekly date nights? Okay, now date nights are a big thing right now. I hear them talked about all the time. And I hear more and more whining and excuses from men all the time. We don't have the money. 
We don't really have the time. Well, she's not really into it. No, let me tell you something. My wife told me once that the perfect date was one she didn't have to plan. So get off your butt and actually write something down if you got to so you remember it and plan something. Remember, she needs to know that she is number one on the planet to you. And that takes work. It takes dedication. I have worked for all 23 years, and I can say this wholeheartedly, to let my wife know that I have her back no matter what. And I've proven it on many occasions. Does that mean that my life is wrapped around my wife? No, I still have the, you know, we're fellow heirs. We are one flesh, yes, in marriage in that respect. However, I can't guarantee my wife's way into heaven, can I? Any, you know, I can guarantee mine. But what I have to do is I have to set precedent as a leader of the household that she knows that she can grow, that she can screw up, and that she can succeed, and that I always have her back. Now, it might seem like I'm repeating myself to you, but men have thick heads, and we need a few, you know, need a, new hit, need a few hits with the hammer to really get it through there, all right? And if you have to, stick your finger in one ear and uh, listen really close, protect the girl, so that it doesn't just leak out of there. God gave himself up for us, gave himself up for his bride, gave his very life. And we're not willing to give one date night a week to ours. My wife and I, in the very beginning, had very little to no money. What did we do for date nights? Heck, there were times when we'd walk around Walmart for an hour talking about things we'd like to buy. Not depressing, but just spending time. We talk about the kids. We talk about a lot of other things. There were a lot of times that our date nights were only a coffee date because all we could afford was a cup of coffee. And I'm not talking foo-foo coffee. I'm talking coffee from just a general restaurant. Look, this is not rocket science, guys. Give yourself up for her the way Christ gave himself up for the church, and you will see your intimacy eventually blossom. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Be afraid not to talk about it. So, with that, I appreciate you guys being here today. You can, if you're watching me live, you can find us, uh, and you'd like to re-listen to this or some of the other podcasts, you can find us on anchor.fm, iTunes, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, Spotify, and I think there's a few others out there that I am not aware of that we are also on if you would like to talk to me directly, you can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. This this podcast will be on there also. And you can also reach me at Mike at the sedatedman.com. If you would like the show notes for this show or you would like to support us as a podcast, you can find us on patreon.com slash the sedated man. And that's Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N patreon.com slash the sedated man. Uh, there'll be the uh, scripture references I use on there. There'll also be the uh, all of the notes for some past ones and some general links that we keep up for everybody to know. I'm also available for public speaking and mentoring. And if you ever have a question or a topic you would like me to go over, please don't hesitate to uh, reach me once again at mike at the sedated man.com. You guys have a great day. And we will see you on the next episode.